Welcome to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Corian K. Pad Padgett, and this is your number one source for all things sports, health, and fitness related. Oh, hold on, Coach. What does For the Health of It stand for? Good question, Austin. The four and For the Health of It stands for our four principles, which are mindset, movement, nutrition, and recovery. Okay, cool. Let's do it for the health of it then. Welcome to another edition of For the Health of It. I'm your host, Corian K. Pad Padgett, and today I have my very first personal chef on here. Well, he's not my personal chef, but he is a personal chef. Uh, chef Kenny James, how are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How's everything going with you, man? Man, I can't complain, Kenny. I can't complain. So just to give the folks at home a little background, man, uh, we recently connected on Clubhouse. So uh, yeah. it, it, for those of you that don't know, Clubhouse is another social media app. Uh, you basically, it's nothing but chat rooms, basically audio chat rooms and you get in there and somebody set the stage and folks can just network and connect. So, uh, I, I can't remember the exact room we were in. I think it might've been like fitness and nutrition or something like that. And I saw yeah. it in there and we connected. So I appreciate you getting on with me. Oh, it's no problem. It's no problem. That's the thing I like about clubhouse is that really it gets down to the facts of the matter. So if you walk into the right room, you're going to be listening to people giving you accurate information that you're asking for with no fillers. So that's what I really enjoy it. So it depends on if I walk into a room about fitness, I can offer my caveat from the food standpoint. So yeah, that's what I like the most about it. That's what's up, man. And like you said, it's, there's no filler in there. And it, when people start to throw out that filler, it gets up. Right. It gets taken care of very quickly. Uh, right, right. Read out who's talking about something and who's not very fast, you know, especially when you got people of your peers where you all have the same mindset. You can tell when one of those things is unlike the other when it walks into the room. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, just to go off in a little uh, side note, I haven't played this game yet. Do you have any kids or are you a gamer or anything? Have you heard about the game uh, Among Us? Uh, I've heard about it, but I still don't understand the concept. So I, I got to game or see what it's about. Okay, so, yeah, I haven't played it either, but from my understanding, it's like a group of people, and you're somewhere on a map, and you got to figure out who's the imposter. But, yeah, but that's that That just thought that uh, what you just said just made me think about that with Clubhouse, man. You can definitely uh, figure them out. Who's the imposter? Yeah, easy. Easy in that. Good deal, man. So go ahead, Kenny, man. Tell me, uh, we already talked that you are a personal chef. Go ahead and tell me how you got started in this field. Well, how I got started in this field is uh, about year three. Um, I have a family member who's in the NBA. His name is Damian Lillard. Uh, that's my client right now, as well as Rodney Hood. Uh, they both play for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I moved up here in year three. Uh, the team said that he needed to start taking care of his body and that he should get a personal chef. And uh, he knew exactly who to call. I already had my certification in culinary arts. I was already studying it as a vocation. And I just had a genuine passion for cooking. So once he put me in position to become his chef, I just branched out with other players and uh, was blessed to be able to travel and meet all kinds of new people. Oh, that's what's up, man. You say Dane's your cousin? Yeah, yeah, that's my little cousin. Oh man, that's love right there, man. For real. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me just make sure, man. I know somebody watching this from Mississippi gonna be mad as hell at me. Uh, but Rodney Hood is from Mississippi, if I'm correct. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, good. I thought so. I knew I wasn't tripping. Uh, man, that's dope, man. So uh, I had my my first one of my questions was for you. Uh, who was your first big client? But I mean, family. Hey, that makes right. right. Yeah, yeah. In all honesty, that was uh my first and biggest client that I've had to date. But uh, I've had the pleasure of having several clients, um, football clients, Super Bowl winning clients. Um, Evan Turner, I had Jake Lehman on the team, Alan Crabb. I've had Nurk, Ant Simons, uh, Alshon Jeffrey was my NFL client. So um, I've, I've been blessed to be able to keep several clients. But yes, I would say by far my best and uh, proudest client is my cousin, Dan. That's what's up, man. That's love right there, too. That is real love. So you said basically year three, he brought you out there, man. So where did you learn how to cook from? I started cooking when I was a kid. Uh And um, basically, you know, just dealing with being in the house and my mom calling and asking me to just start with simple things. And as I started upgrading the things that she would ask me to do in the kitchen, it turned into me just getting a love and developing flavors and and in all honesty, as I get older, I start to think that since I've always worn glasses, I think my taste buds might have been the, the, the sense that I got heightened because they always say if you get one sense, that's going to be stronger if you're reduced in the other. So I think that I make up for it in taste. So I pretty much just started to like food. And, and, and then I took vocational training. And then after I took vocational training, I just surrounded myself with multiple things regarding food. So I would work at grocery stores. Um, I would work under people. Uh, I've washed dishes at a vegan restaurant just so I can learn some things that was going on in the kitchen in case they needed me to switch over. Some days that worked out where they didn't need me to wash dishes. Some days they needed me to make the pico and the guacamole and start to actually work on the line. So it was good. It was a good experience. I always just pick up any information I can. And that's dope, man. Man, uh, so... Man, that's that's cool. I can't even. <laughs> Man, that is so cool. Uh, so, what what kind of certifications? You mentioned you had one. Like, what all goes into being a personal chef for somebody? And basically, how do you market yourself? Well, really, um, the certification is just for professional purposes. Mm-hmm. So that's to make sure that I know what I'm talking about and that I'm aware of what's going on. So once you get one of those, which is uh, something you can get at a community college or you can get it at a four-year college like Johnson & Wales, you really just want to get the certification of knowledge. Now, based on where you want to start in this field is on what college you go to. It's just like going to a Princeton or a Yale or or a Harvard. You know, you have your certain top-tier colleges that can get you placement, and then you have certain colleges where you're just going to have to work your way up. And um, I was fortunately blessed to be able to, to work my way from just a vocational certification, which I got in high school. So during my junior and senior year, I took three hours out of the day. So on top of my regular school, I would do culinary training. And then I graduated high school with a full certification um, in the culinary arts. And then after that, I just learned everything else that I could learn. Man, that's so cool. Man, how, uh, how old are you? I'm ter- I'm 35. I'll be 36 in October. October what? October 5th. Okay, I'm October 20th. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up, gang. Uh, man, that's what's up, man. Uh, so basically, you had a uh, here in Mississippi. We we uh, I don't think we call it Votech anymore, but I think we call it 
CDC, like career discovery or uh, career development centers. So basically that's what right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then, and that was attached to, to my regular high school curriculum. Right. So pretty, yeah. 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 I had to go to school at 7 a.m. And then I would get one class done. And then from nine to 12, I would do all of my culinary training. I had lunch. And then after lunch, I did all the rest of my classes. So we had to do everything that everybody else had to do, except we had a three-hour class that was just in, in the middle of it. And some people took automotive. Uh, some people took carpentry. It was just, yeah, yeah. So I, I highly suggest that there's anybody that's thinking of going to one of those technical schools, if you're not into sports and you're looking to learn a trade, I would highly suggest going to one of those schools. Man, that's so dope, man. I can't lie. It, it, it's... It, it. I didn't tell you this, but I'm an educator also. So, you know, from, from seven to whenever we get out of school and, you know, not counting practice, I'm, I'm teaching. And the last two years I've been teaching ACT prep. And, you know, as the ACT prep teacher, I'm not supposed to say, well, college ain't for everybody. But, you know, right. if, if a traditional four-year school might not be for everybody. It, some people need yeah. to go out there and get the skill. And, man, looking at you, dog, you, you've gotten that skill and you're doing great that's why yeah I, there are people that know their way around a car engine more than they know their way around calculus so i cannot judge their intellect based on if they can't solve a, a formulaic equation that right. you would be able to put in front of them and they don't quite understand it but if you handed them a hammer and a nail they would be able to work it out so it's just all dependent on what space they're in you know what i mean i i i agree with you i agree with you Man, that's so good. Man, I'm definitely going to show this to my kids. I can't. I, I'm going to chop this up and put this out. Man, I can't wait. I cannot wait to show this and to the counselors also. Yeah. They all preach the same thing. Yeah. The counselors, they are, you know, they're all about Votech and whatnot. You know, being in a, a urban community where I'm at, you know, it's, it's, you know, education by a lot of the families isn't important. But, I mean, that skill and necessary life skills is so. It's good to see a success story, man, for real. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm happy to, to tap in and we can set something up where we talk to them and just try and encourage them to understand that schooling is something that I did at the same time. So it wasn't that I picked up cooking instead of school. It was just something that I was passionate about that carried me through getting through school. So I can apply how many cups and, and how many tablespoons and, and know that that was math. So when I got to math class, I was a little happier with doing math because I said, okay, I could take this back and work with what I really like to do, you know? So yeah, yeah. That's facts right there, man. Uh, man, I, I, I feel like going all the way left and going into a tangent, just having our own personal conversation, man. Oh man. Yeah, that's good. So it's it's crazy though, cause my wife, my wife is a physician, and before the pandemic, dog, she did not know her way around the kitchen at all, like yeah. at all. Like I'm the one that do all the cooking in the house, and like like you, I enjoy it. You you definitely enjoy it more than me, but uh, I remember one time, like she was she 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 did not know her way at all around the kitchen. Is all I can say. But during this pandemic, out of nowhere, she was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up bacon. Yeah. She has been baking and baking and baking, man. Like, she is right. doing real well with it, too, man. The crazy part about it is 
you know, I talked to one of my homeboys. He was like, man, you know, it's probably because baking is a little more uh, stringent and strategic than uh, actual or regular cooking. And you yes. know, you got to follow it. Go ahead. Yes. And it's, it, it, yeah, it's delicate. It takes time. It's something that you can watch uh, come to fruition. So a cake, you have to put all of these things together and then let it bake. So it's not like where you can burn a cake in three minutes because you you turned the pan on too hot. Nope, the, the oven is already set. You put the cake in, you close the door, you come back, it's done. You didn't have to stir it. You didn't have to move it around. Sometimes that's what really people like cooking. They just don't want to have to burn it because they didn't know when to flip it or, or they turned up the fire too high or they feel like they didn't season it enough with baking. The season is already in the mix. They tell you exactly what to put in it for the outcome to be what you want it to be. So, yeah, baking is, is, is definitely an easier way for anyone that wants to get into the cooking game to introduce themselves to it because the recipe is pretty much self-explanatory. You just follow it and, you know, you get what you get. Facts on that for real. Uh, so, had, let's see. You told me you went to your uh, CDC and you went to college after that. Uh, what before you started working for your cousin? What else did you do? Uh, I did any and every odd job that I could do to pay the bills, but I also kept myself well read and uh, knowledgeable on things that were happening in the culinary world. So um, when I first started out after graduation, I ended up working at a, a grocery store. Mm -hmm. I tried to work in the, the pastry section, but I wasn't old enough. So since I couldn't work as the, uh, the cake decorator, I worked pushing carts for my first year because I graduated early. You had to do everything at 18. I graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so you had to be 18 to work in these departments. I was only 17. Okay. So I had to pretty much wait an entire year before I could do any of the formal jobs. So I just pushed carts and paid attention. And then when my time came, I jumped in. And then after that, I started working at Costco in the meat department, learning cuts of meat, learning styles, learning weight, learning how uh, pricing, just learning things like that. Then after that, um, I just went into working in group homes and group homes had me cooking for a lot of my clients. So I just learned to cook for them with dietary restrictions and keeping myself up to date on recipes and working out little things on them. And, uh, you know, it's just a passion. If, if it's a passion, it'll never leave you. Okay. All right. So you talked about some dietary restrictions there. Let's talk about uh, all these different diets and then particularly uh, working with athletes. So can you chat me up about making sure your athletes are getting their needs nutritionally during the season? And then, yeah, go ahead, get there, and I'll lead into the next one. Oh, well, I think with them, um, it's more so about nutrient base and how hard they're running. So some guys get more minutes than others. So it's just figuring out what each particular person needs. We're already building in anti-inflammatories. We're already building in the things that are health-based for you. So, so uh, certain allergies that you might have, we're trying to keep you avoiding from so you don't get sick. We're already building immunity boosters like turmeric and things like that into your food. So your natural things that we would want to put into, uh, say, like a high-performance car. When you put in only premium gas, with these being athletes, most times we're only putting in premium fuel. So that's organic food, natural anti-inflammatories, natural things that will keep you healthy. So, yeah, that, that's just going um, 
generally across the board. And then we have nutritionists that we work with on the team, mm -hmm. and they'll tell the particulars on weight and um, how much they want them to weigh, how many minutes they might expect from them. And sometimes that cuts weight. So they'll need to cut at, uh, say, all-star break. They were running at one particular weight. Now we got to switch it up, and they need to lose three pounds. So then we'll figure it out from there. It's just a constant change. But health is always the key. Well, so can you give me some examples? You mentioned uh, food that are natural anti-inflammatory. Can you, can you give me some examples of that? Um, honestly, it all depends on the person. Okay. Uh, we just had some blood work done with Dane, and there are certain foods that make him um, inflamed more than others. So I can't give you uh, any particular ones, professionally speaking, on the client. But you want some natural inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't want to say that and then that, that not be on his panel. He watched this and say, oh, no, man, that's... Right, right. Yeah, but yeah you have natural inflammatory foods. You got garlic. Uh, you got some cayenne for blood flow, uh, things like that. Uh, antioxidants are your cranberries, uh, a lot of your dark fruits. Um, yeah, just things that keep your blood flow. And... Um, that are dark in color, I would say. Okay. All right. No, that, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely don't want you giving out anybody's personal information. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how does it differ from feeding an athlete during season and then off season? Uh, in the off season, they get to break more. Mm -hmm. So they enjoy themselves way more in the off season than they do during the season. So they can eat whatever they want. Commonly, if you got somebody who's locked in, they won't go too crazy. They'll probably give you maybe a month or two where they're doing whatever it is they want to do, and then they'll get back into it knowing the season is coming up. But uh, this year, it was different because of COVID and lack of travel. A lot of guys kind of stayed in pocket, so it wasn't really too much craziness on this offseason. But usually they're traveling the world. They're eating any and everything they couldn't eat. You know, like sometimes these guys – well, really, most times they're eating in a hotel room when they're traveling on the road or it's just whatever we cook them. So off season, they're just running wild. Right, right, right. So during the season, do you travel with these guys on road games or how does that go? No, no. Um, with me, I'm a private chef for them as well as their families. So when they're on the road, I'm still taking care of spouses and kids and the household in general. So, yeah, I, I'm the family chef. Uh, and if they're on the road, sometimes they'll call and get advice about things that may be in the city uh, or they'll have something on the menu that they're not sure about, you know? So they'll be like, I wanted to try this. What is this? And what do you think is in it? Okay, well, I'll tell them, all right, well, yeah, you can eat that. That does sound good. I'll give them suggestions and things of that nature. But most times they're creatures of habit. So they know what their ritual is before a game and they already kind of got those meals picked out. Okay. Okay. So when you say you, uh, again, you don't have to get too personal with any one particular client. Just give me, uh, generally speaking, uh, like, do you go to people's houses every day? Like, are you going to multiple families' houses a day preparing meals yeah. or how does that work? Um, I go to the store every day. I go to their homes every day during the week, sometimes during the weekend. And it's a fresh menu every day. So, if uh, I let them make the request, if they have a request, then I feel that. If they don't, 
then they say chef's choice and then I'll make them something that I know that they might like and then I'll just keep it within the dietary restrictions and the amount of limit that they want. So if I'm coming back for dinner, I'll make you something light for lunch, which is usually a fresh fruit tray, whatever you requested, and then some vegetables or a salad on the side. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, and then I come back for dinner. So it's constantly rotating, constantly moving. I never stock the refrigerator because I don't know what I'm going to need. So I'm always in the store. Man, that's dope, man. Man, I, hey, it, definitely before we get out of here, you're going to have to shout out uh, your social media and how people can reach you too, man. Uh, but chat me up about some of these fad diets, man. We got uh, like the Atkins diet, keto, uh, and then you mentioned uh, veganism. Uh, can you talk about can you talk about veganism in the professional athlete? Yeah, um, I feel like veganism in the professional athlete is a good space for the off season because your body isn't going through the rigors of what it would go through um, when you're talking about uh, muscle uh, exertion and things of that nature. So I would say it's a good way to lean out and get some proteins and nutrients in your body that are consistent, but not as, uh, I will say, uh, overload. Because during the season, you need an overload of protein. You need an overload of carbs. You need to, to be able to, to run your normal race and still be able to operate as a normal human being. So I would say it's a good uh, diet for that. But I wouldn't suggest you do it during the season because the amount of protein you have to eat with veganism, would you be eating all day? There are certain athletes that do it, but they do it with liquid diets and um, IVs and things of that nature. Uh, Atkins and keto, and it's really, those diets are meant to attack one particular area that you may be deficient in. So if you don't know how to stay away from carbs, we'll give you a diet that's all meat and tell you psychologically, you can eat as much meat as you want as long as you stay away from that thing that you know you shouldn't be eating in the first place. Same way with keto. It's telling you that it's a high-fat, low-carb diet, and it gives you all of these advantages, but it's also putting you in a place where your cholesterol could end up high. So I think that all these diets are good. It's just it's a psychological understanding of trying to tell you to stay away from things that you know you shouldn't be eating. We're just calling it a diet. So yeah, it may work, but I don't think that they work for long term. Okay, man, that's dope, man. That is very dope. Uh, so we talked about. Go ahead, Ken, and chat up your uh, drop all your social media for me. Drop how people can reach you, and also, man, uh, for my own personal reasons, I want to know how much you charge. But go ahead. Okay. Um. You can find me at Chef Kenny James on Instagram. You can find me at K James Cuisine on Facebook. Uh, I also give stock advice. So if you don't have any understanding of what the stock market is, or you're just trying to figure out what stocks that you want to use, um, you can find me at Johnny Stock Market. Uh, you can find me at Clubhouse at Chef Kenny James. And uh, that's pretty much it. And how much I charge all depends. When it's in season, it's the bag because I will have to tell the families and, and pretty much that, that I will have to go and do another job. But usually on the off end, it could be anywhere between $1,000 to $2,000 per event um, if I have to travel. So, yeah, it just depends. 
right, man. Hey, Ken, uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I love to keep it short and simple, but man, this man, this has been great. This has been uh very fulfilling, as they say, and I definitely appreciate you uh you hopping on with me. Yeah, it's no problem. It's no problem, man. It was my pleasure. If you ever need me to do it again, just let me know. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna come with way more questions because I feel I slick feel underprepared now. <laughs> but man, I, I'm definitely gonna come back to you soon, and I really appreciate you coming on with me. Hey, man, it's no problem. It's no problem. Anytime. All right, this has been another episode of For the Health of It. Thank you for listening.